1: Okay, before I get to my next guest, Avery Wag, I want to give a shout-out to a few more of our sponsors, starting with our friends over at Finn Cycles. Are you, like me, always considering new golf equipment, maybe a new driver? Well, let me reset your thinking, because I discovered Square's golf shoes. The patented square toe provides balance, stability, and a wider base for increased connection to the ground, effectively increasing your swing speed by 2.2 miles per hour and an average of 9 yards of distance. Independent testing proves it. That's right. It's proven in science. Go to Squares.com, that's S-Q-A-I-R-Z.com, and get Squares 30-day money back guarantee. Use promo code DISTANCE for $20 off. Remember, distance comes from swing speed, and swing speed comes from your connection to the ground. And folks, I wouldn't tell you about it if I didn't experience it for myself. I've never felt more stable in my golf swing, which allows me to swing faster and launch it further. Squares, the distance golf shoe. And folks, this segment of the show is sponsored by our friends over at the PGA Tour Superstore. This segment
0: of the show is brought to you by the PGA Tour Superstore. See why golfers everywhere are proud to call PGA Tour Superstore their golf pro shop. Visit them online at PGATourSuperstore.com. Now back to Chris and more of the show.
1: Okay, now back and next on the tee with me is one of the best junior golfers on the planet, and that's Avery Zweig. Had the privilege of interviewing Avery four years ago when she was one of the top junior players then, and she's gotten exponentially better every year since. She's won just about every junior event you could possibly win. She's won four times this year so far, including the Annika Invitational against players much older than she is. She was a first alternate at the Women's U.S. Open at the Olympic Club. This year, she was a member of the Junior Solheim team, the Junior Ryder Cup team, and she played on the Wyndham Cup team as well. She's ranked as one of the top five junior players in the AJGA and number one for the class of 2025. She is annually one of the top players at the Drive, Chip, and Putt competition at Augusta National, and I'm very excited she is back with me again tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Avery, thanks for coming back on the show.
2: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
1: So, Avery, it has been a tremendous year for you, starting with the the Annika Invitational back in January. I know that's not the first time that you've met Annika, but talk about getting a win in that tournament and doing it by winning by four shots.
2: Um, Well, it was going into that tournament. It was my second um, AJGA Invitational ever. Um, So I did a lot of work going into it like mentally obviously with my game and I had a really good game plan um as to what I wanted to accomplish um, and then I just I got out there and I got some good prep work in I had another tournament in Florida the weekend before the Sally um amateur it's a great event one of my favorite um so I was in a really good mindset going into it and then I was able to um maintain we call it like an attitude of gratitude because it was you know it was really tough because i i had never been in a position like that in that big of a tournament in the final group um obviously a lot of good golf went into getting there but um yeah i was able to maintain that mindset and honestly i didn't look at the scores i i knew i had the lead going into the back nine but i didn't know by how much or how little um and honestly, that was for the best. So a lot of what went on there was um, what I need to be successful. And I kind of, that really helped me figuring out more of um, what benefits me as a player. But you talked about Annika, actually. And I, um, from drive from putt, I remember meeting her and being super starstruck. And then I meet I met her again, winning her tournament. And I was also super starstruck. Um, I mean, it is Monica, so there's always an element of that. But then she was the captain on the Junior Solheim Cup team, so I got to spend some time with her. And her and her husband, they're, they're great people. Um, I, You know, there's really no better person to be representing golf like she does. So all in all, great experience.
1: And Avery, you, you go through the qualifying process for the Women's U.S. Open this year that was held at the Olympic Club. Talk about what it was like trying to get through qualifying.
2: Um, Well, my qualifying experience was a little bit um, different than the normal ones because it was right during that time when, in Texas, we had, like, a historic amount of days in a row of rain. And, um, you know, it's 36 holes. So I played my morning 18, and it was kind of missing, and then it was sunny. And then I had um, two and a half holes left and they blew the horn. And um, we would go in, come back the next morning. They didn't, they didn't have scoring for um, the second round. So I shot four under in the first round, and I was in the lead, and we were thinking, okay, I'll make some pars. And I came back the next morning, did what I needed to do. And then um, a bunch of the pros, because I got low amp, so and the people that got the spots before me were pros. And a bunch of the pros had come back in the second round, and we didn't know. So we might have had a different mindset, how we'd known where they were what they were shooting. Um but they uh so I was in a qualifier or in a in a playoff. Um and then yeah, I birdied the first hole of the playoff and she birdied on top of me and then um I made a paw on the next hole and she birdied it and that was that. So it was it was definitely um difficult for me, you know, having that mindset of like just make some pars and you're in, and then all of a sudden that wasn't the case. Um, But overall, the qualifier itself was a really good learning experience and just playing at that level and with the pros and, um, you know, how they can go shoot a number when they need to. And then Olympic club was a totally different thing. Um, It was super, super difficult. The hardest course I've ever played easily. Um, But I had a lot of fun just experiencing that environment and obviously Olympic club and how historic it is and like eating lunch, two tables away from Lexi Thompson. It's definitely an experience. I'll never.
1: Yeah. So talk about what that week was like. I know you're there at the Olympic club. You're there as the first alternate. You're having to go through your practice routine. You're having to be there for the morning of the first round to see if anybody falls out. and you have to stick around for the afternoon to see if somebody falls out from that part of the draw as well. What was it like trying to wait around to see if you're in or you're out?
2: It was tough. Yeah, there was a. Um, it was a pretty stressful experience. I've never dealt with that before. I mean, a lot. It's that happened a lot this year with new experiences. Um, it's difficult because obviously, of course, like that, and you know, prepping. But in the back of your mind, you're like, "Am I really prepping to play, or am I prepping?" just to be here. And it, um, it was really difficult. And I also, I had a bunch of tournaments around it. So, um, that experience was, you know, really stands out, but being, sitting there waiting, um, by about, by the time the morning tea times were done, we kind of knew that it wasn't going to happen. And we also knew that everyone had checked in. So unless someone broke a leg or slipped on their banana peel, I wasn't going to get a chance to play, but, um, You know, waiting around. Again, I'm I was super grateful to be able to be there in the first place. Obviously, it would have been great to play, but um, you know, maybe next time I'll go birdie, birdie, birdie in the playoffs, and we won't be saying this.
1: What was it like prepping for the rough conditions at a U.S. Open? What was it like trying to get ready for the lightning fast greens? I know you've played at Augusta National at the drive, chip, and putt, and you've been on. Lightning fast greens, but what was it like trying to prep that week for the conditions of a U.S. Open?
2: Well, the thing about Olympic Club was anything you can possibly imagine that's difficult about a course was present. Um, and you know, being from Texas, I'm not super, super used to playing. I can play in rough, but that was like a different level. Like you drop the ball and could maybe see half of it if you were lucky. Um, and obviously, like fast greens. I'm familiar with, but the level of undulation and how, like, you could have a putt, one putt here and another putt two feet away from it, and it could play completely differently. Um, again, it was very new. So I'm really grateful to have that experience. And I did walk away from it because I played in the practice round with um, Mel Reed and, and Anne Van Dam. And uh, Mel Reed specifically. It was really interesting watching her um, work the ball because Olympic Club was very narrow and um, the whole course was difficult, but particularly off the tee, it put a lot of emphasis on hitting really good tee shots. And she was able to work the ball and just the level of control that both the pros had over their shot. Um, it was really fun to watch. And, you know, I had a good idea of what I needed to improve on there.
1: And Avery, for those of us that are fans of the drive chip and putt and, and watch you there over the last several years at Augusta National, I I think most of us assume during the course of that event, you guys get plenty of time to warm up and you're, you're practicing a lot on the chips and the, and the greens and that sort of thing. But I don't think that's necessarily the case. What is it like trying to compete there?
2: (laughs) Well, um, Obviously, the opportunity to play at Augusta and, you know, just to even be on the practice facilities in 18 Green is, is incredible. Um, but they do not give you a lot of time. It's, it's a finely oiled machine at Augusta, which, you know, I'm sure most of us are familiar with. Um, so they, you get off the van and you, you drive down Magnolia Lane, and it's, they drive super close. So you get videos, and um, that's super cool. But you get there, and you chip for about, 15 minutes and then you go hit for about 15 minutes and then most of it is actually just standing there waiting for you to go and then you hit your two shots at each skill and then it's done but um, I think yeah a common misconception is that we get to practice on Augusta prior to the day but uh, that's not true um, but you know they give us our time and again it's being on Augusta and competing there It's um, it's a little bit overwhelming so you know You see focused a little bit less on the warm-up
1: time and more about just being there. I'm going to be at the Augusta National Women's Amateur Tournament prior to next year's Masters and really hoping that uh, while I'm there, I get to walk the course following you in that tournament. Could we see uh, you playing in the Augusta National Women's Am?
2: Well, um, we hope so. It's definitely a big goal of mine. Um, they finalized it December 31st via the World Amateur Golf Ranking. Um, I would be in as of now, but I have a couple more tournaments, and there's a bunch of collegiate players that are still playing. Um, so we're hoping if I get one more good finish, yes, you'll see me there, and you'll be able to follow me on the grounds of hopefully Augusta. So Ah, yeah. I hope so. <laughs> I'm looking
1: forward to mm-hmm. that. And Avery, you were a member of the Junior Solheim Cup team this year. You and Amory Avery were able to earn a point for the U.S. team in your foursome match. What was it like getting to put on the red, white, and blue and play for your country?
2: Um, it was super fun. I've never represented the U.S. before um, like that. I have experience in match play, but not for the country. Um, it was a really fun experience to witness passion on the European side. You know, Europeans are commonly very passionate. Um, and also our side, I've played in team events, but it's just a different level of playing for the U.S. Um, as far as playing with Amari, she was an incredible partner, and I've kind of, um, obviously, with her being in the short game, I've kind of played my whole career looking up to her. Um, and being able to play with her and hear a little bit of what goes on in her head because it was ultimate shot. So it really is a team event because, you know, my shots count um, for her. So it's all in all, again, a really fun experience. I, I say that a lot, but I did have a lot of um, really cool events happen this year.
1: Avery, I imagine you took a little time out of your practice regiment to check out the Ryder Cup this past weekend. As a Texas girl, I know you're a Jordan Spieth fan. I imagine you're a Scotty Scheffler fan as well. Not sure about if uh where you stand on Bryson DeChambeau as a Texas guy since he's from California but played his college golf at SMU and lives in Dallas, but what did you think about the Ryder Cup and how well the Texas contingent played?
2: <laughs> um yeah, funny story. I actually um uh, I ran my entire phone battery down because I had it streaming on YouTube TV. Um the last day and you know just that display of dominance with them and um you know we talked about how they all put their differences aside and i think it was really cool to witness i don't know what steve stricker told them but obviously it worked um and also i was there i i've watched the first day so that environment it's really it really truly is electric and just that sense of pride in the u.s And you know there there weren't many European fans there, so the pride of the U.S. was definitely prevalent. Um, But yeah, I really enjoyed watching it, and you know we hope for, I guess, this new era of um, players from Texas and the young players from the U.S. in general.
1: Avery, just a couple more before I let you go, and we're in a world now where college coaches are recruiting kids in middle school to come commit to. Playing on their team and for their school. We see it a lot in in college football. Kids in sixth grade are getting recruited. I have to (laughs) believe that college coaches are either outright recruiting you to come there right now or, at a minimum, dropping some not so subtle hints about wanting them to have you as part of their college golf teams. We're a couple of years away from that, but um, you leaning in any direction?
2: (laughs) Um, I always tell people that. I don't like the cold. So, you know, anywhere where um and by cold I mean no snow. Um but I do want to go into broadcast journalism so them that school having that as an option for me um is also in my decision. But um you know, I'm I'm trying to be open my right now with the U T um and yeah, I don't I don't know about staying in Texas, but UT is a pretty awesome school. So we'll see, though. I've got quite a bit of time.
1: And Avery, you mentioned a moment ago you've got a, a few tournaments left to play this year. So what's on your schedule for the rest of twenty twenty
2: one? Well, I've got the Ping Invitational, and um, that's in about a week and a half at Carson Creek um, in Stillwater, Oklahoma, and then. Um, I have the Rolex Tournament of Champions, which is a running Giving in Palm Beach Garden, Florida at PGA National. Um, and then that's kind of it for me this year. I, I do have a smaller tournament, um, right after Ping in October. Um, and it's like a little Texas versus Oklahoma thing, but that's more for fun. Um, but yeah, that's it. And then I'm going to be working hard all of summer to prep for my next year.
1: So, Avery, how can our listeners stay up to date with the great success that you're having? How can we follow you, whether it's online or it's on social media?
2: Uh Instagram's probably the best route. It's just my name, Avery Zweig, Z-W-E-I-G. There's typically some confusion with that, you know, my last name. So, <laughs> just Z-W-E-I-G. Um, yeah, my, my dad does. He runs all of it. But I have a Twitter um, and Facebook, and as well as Instagram, but Instagram is probably the best one.
1: Well, Avery, before I let you go, first of all, tell your father I said go Steelers. So I, I can't let that uh, get by without throwing uh, some some love on my Steelers. So make sure your dad knows <laughs> that I said go Steelers to him. But um, stay yeah. safe, Avery. All the best to you and your uh, your parents. I hope I get the opportunity to see you at Augusta National. I think. That would be one of the highlights of the year.
2: All right. Well, thank you so much for having me on. And my dad's standing right here. Not only did he roll his eyes, as you said, go Steelers, but he also did say for me to say, how about them Cowboys? So I'll just <laughs> how about
1: that? <laughs> no doubt he did. Take care, Avery. All the best to you and your family. Look forward to catching up soon.
2: All right. Thank you.
1: See you, Avery. That is Avery's WAG, folks. And uh a wonderful young lady that I had the privilege of uh talking to about four years ago. Again, she was ten years old last time on the show, now fourteen. Did you could you hear what a polished person she is for a fourteen year old? And a young lady that I know is gonna be doing great things out on the LPGA tour very soon came within an eyelash of qualifying for the US Open this year. I expected not only is she gonna be at the Augusta National Women's Amateur, for probably in the US Open next year. And then that's just going to get her off and running and the great things that she's going to do uh, in her college career and uh, in her pro career are going to be outstanding. And I really can't wait to watch her and and see how she grows and that she's continuing to achieve great things in this game